This episode is sponsored by Ultra Running. Comfort meets performance in the Ultra range, specialising in road and trail performance running shoes. With their foot-shaped toe box and balanced cushioning platforms, Ultra inspire natural movement. Taking comfort off-road and ready to take on any trail, their Lone Peak Trail Shoe is their number one trail shoe on the US market. With its num- custom lacing, it will help you take on the hills with confidence. Check out the Ultra range at ultrarunning.eu. Welcome to episode 41 of the Local Runners podcast, the podcast by runners for runners. We are your hosts. I'm Dave Norman. I'm Sean Warburton. I'm Callum Parkinson. And I'm Katie Kay. So let's start with a competition. So as you know, we're giving away another pair of Ultra trainers. And this episode, it's a pair of the Ultra Vanish Carbon bringing foot-shaped comfort to the magical world of carbon-plated shoes. The Vanish Carbons are the race shoe from Ultra. So we posted on our socials for a chance for a listener to win a pair. So this time it was just one pair, not two lucky winners this time. (laughs) All you needed to do was to tag three people and hashtag Ultra Running and Local Runners Podcast. As usual, this competition sent our phones on fire with the amount of notifications to a point where Callum had to turn off the notifications because we were just pinging all day long. Um, so the lucky winner is, drumroll, Dan Kenny of East Cheshire Harriers. So well done, Dan. Um, get in touch with us. Let us know um, your address and your shoe size and we'll get these sent out to you. So we've one more pair of trainers to give away from Ultra. So keep your eyes on the socials to find out which ones we're going to give away next. So keeping with Ultra, um, we put on our socials... Um, asking if you had any questions that want you wanted answering. Um, so we sent these over to Andy Norman at Altra and we got some answers for you. So Emma Smith said, does the insole come out and can you put your own in or are they glued down like the vapour fly? Um, the insoles do come out um, in all models, including the Vanish Carbon, so you can put your own in. Uh, Darren Smith asked, what distances are the Vanish Carbon for and which Altra shoe is best for marathon training? So Vanish Carbon is a shoe for racing anything from 10k to a marathon or even an ultra like Nigel Martin who ran the European 50k champs. Um, for everyday miles, um, Andy recommends the Torin 6 or the new Via Olympus for max cushioning. For those who overpronate heavily um, and need some support, they're pe- probably best off with the Paradigm. I think I'm sorry. Paradigm. 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 Yeah. Clearly can't read. Um, <laughs> And that threw me off. And for a faster <laughs> training days, um, you're probably best off with the Vanish Tempo. Uh, Ros Webster, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Ros Webster uh, asked for any info on sizing and similar to other brands and best stockists. So the sizing is very standard for the industry. Um, provi- provision come up um, half a sh- half a size long. Um, but most models should be the same as your previous other brands. Um, for local stockists, um, Ultra are available at Up and Running in Manchester, Run Northwest at Wilmslow, Running Bear in Alderley Edge, um, Sports Feet in Hazel Grove, and um, Tabut Sports in Bolton. So Dominic Nab said, Can you get us some discount if you don't ask, you don't get? So um, most stockists do um, offer club discounts. Um, last season's colours are always a good offer price. Um, but he did say, I'm sure Dave can arrange something, but I don't know how much power he has there. <laughs> mm, some really good deals around on the Vanish Carbons at the minute. <coughs> so 
I've noticed as well. Sports, sports shoe had them one fifty. Yeah, and the um, Banish tempos. Yeah, I must admit, I was looking at those tempos. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Is it me? Okay. That, is that, <laughs> I'm still a bit thrown by paradigm. <laughs> I'll walk yeah. out in a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, since we've been um, sponsored by Ultra as well, um, we've had our own trainers to try out. So um, some people have been getting in touch and showing off their recent Ultra purchases. Um, so we thought share just a couple of these with you. So Matt Dickinson of High Strider said he, after listening to the podcast um, with Andy Norman, he's treated himself to a pair of the Ultra Mount Blancs. Um, after debating and um, purchasing a pair for, for a while, um, Lula Libelli, Lula Belly, um, posted on Instagram taking That's Louisa. A, oh, is it? Is that their Instagram name? That's their Instagram name. Yeah, it's yeah. called Louisa. All right. Okay. There you go then. God, um, you read that, didn't you know? That? <laughs> yeah, I knew Callum was angling for that. There, I can see it. <laughs> um, so she's um, taking her ultra lone peaks out for a run, and we've also got uh, Trevor Davis said he's been wearing ultra shoes for around four years due to a Achilles injuries and surgery. So when Andy recommended them back then, he gave him a go and never looked back. So the, the shoes have actually kept him running. Uh, so yeah, so some good feedback coming in there and. We've got some shoes ourselves to review, so I just need to put. I need to get mine on the famous Greengate loop this week, I think, before I can fully endorse them. But <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go, Dave. Over to you. Cheers, Sean. Okay, so uh, London ballot. Who's in? Who's out? And what's the alternative? So, uh, firstly, Nigel Pickering uh, is in at the seventh attempt. He, he said he's buzzing, uh, but he's now panicking about hotels. Unfortunately, John Kilcoyne didn't make the ballot, so he's, he, he's heading to Manchester to gain good for age, uh, and he's motivated that it'll be all the sweeter when he bags the good for age. Emma Smith didn't make the ballot at the sixth time of trying, uh, and she's now entering Manchester, uh, and also the Leeds Marathon in May. Uh, Amy Woolley is hoping to get a charity place. If not, she'll be in sunny Manchester. Darren Smith missed out in the ballot, but he's also heading to Manchester and chasing down an England Masters vest. Lee Buckley, unsuccessful in the ballots, but he's still too haunted by the famous 2012 <laughs> race in Manchester. Uh, he said his drop back from the race uh, got posted uh, to him two months later, stinking of damp. He's <laughs> back, yeah. Remember him all in the field? I do. You, I don't know if you got this, you elites, but we had to go into a field and find our bags, oh, which were all so the same. Many people could tell the stories of the baggage <laughs> at that marathon. <laughs> Uh, so Guy Riddell uh, rejects it again but the joke's on them as he didn't want to get in anyway but he will try again next year uh, James Brabham not this time so book in Manchester if you can get through the marathon training block without getting injured uh, might even get the good for age Rachel Horrock Chris Mason and Lana Milligan all missed out also looking at Manchester uh, that's nine straight rejections for Paul Lana who's trying not to take it personally uh, and finally Philip Broadbent didn't get a place but he's going to be heading to Paris Marathon, uh, which is a great option. Uh, so speak to your clubs, guys, because uh, the clubs are normally offered um, uh, places, depending on the size of your membership. Uh, so, uh, yeah, quick question to the team now. Um, marathon plans for next year. Callum? As soon as I got my rejection letter, I signed up for Manchester. So that's my, my goal for next year. Just the one? For now. <coughs> OK, Katie? Um, I'm still not sure, so I've I did apply for London, so I've got a place, a good for age place in London. Um, so 
Mm, might have do you, that. Have you entered London though? Yeah, yeah. I've entered. Yeah, so yeah. I've got a place. Yeah. I've but you're not sure if you're actually. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it yet because I'm still not sure. And this is what I'll ask wow, Steve later. Um, <laughs> yeah, controversial because I don't know. I've put in the ballot for Berlin, so hoping I might get a place in Berlin. But I also yeah. got a time qualifier for Chicago and Boston, so just trying to work out what to do. But hopefully Steve can advise on that. So when do you find out about Berlin? Berlin's December. Right. Um, but the closing window for Chicago next year is before you find out for Berlin so it's a little bit confusing and I do London every year because everyone knows how much I love that but it all just comes down to money so if I get a place in Berlin I might not do London I don't know we'll see so yeah I don't know is my answer straightforward <laughs> enough all yeah. right. so I mean <laughs> yeah. um, well hopefully London and Berlin are the two goal races the only reason I hesitate over London is that, um, is I've not entered because I was hoping to enter as a championship runner which is sub 240 but they have since taken the standard down off the website and say they're going to release qualifying details by the end of November mm. um, which is a bit of a bit annoyed about that really because they did that after they'd closed Good For Age qualifying so I didn't know there was any risk of that mm. happening I would have entered as Good For Age um, so hopefully they keep it the same but if failing that I'll be Manchester as well Uh I think that's probably the best option, really. Um, there's Rotterdam as well, isn't there? But I think, because I'm going away in the autumn to Berlin, it's probably two trips in one year. Although I have mentioned it, haven't I? I've got a hotel reserved in New York in November. Mm. Yeah. Reason being is because it's so hard to get into, even even with quick times. I think I'm going to, um, if I get a place, I'll call. Just get it done, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have a chat to Stephen later about some of the marathon majors. Yeah, yeah. Dave, what about yourself? Your marathon plans? I can see the concern because of my cross-country antics recently. (laughs) I am concerned, yeah. um, For those who don't know, I did uh, make a comment on social media that if Sean did a full cross-country season, that's not one round. Emphasise his full. Full (laughs) cross-country season, I will come out of marathon retirement. (laughs) Um, I've got a confession to make. I have looked at qualifying criteria for uh, London and what I would need to do to get a place. Ooh. So that's a step. Yeah, that is a step. Yeah. Um, so I know um, I know I'll have to do a marathon or a half somewhere if I want yeah. to do it. That, that's a that's a big step. That is a looking. big step. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. good though. It's good that you can do it on the half as well, isn't it? Because you'd be looking at championship, I imagine, wouldn't that's, you? That's if I was yeah. going to do London, which is the one that appeals to me the most, um, <coughs> I would. Um, I would, uh, I would want to um, get in through the championship. Yeah. yeah. The pressure of the pod. Yeah. No, I like <laughs> it. Um, yeah. I know. Looks last last Christmas pressure to eat sprout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> pressure to do a <laughs> Okay, and now on to the race review. Uh, so it's been a quiet two weeks for racing locally, uh, but the relay season continued with two cross country relays. Uh, So firstly, on October 22nd was the Northern Cross Country Relays at Graves Park in Sheffield. Uh, The event was well supported by Northern clubs and winners of the senior men's race were the City of York in 40 minutes 44. Hallamshire Harriers were second in 41.53 and Leeds City were third in 42.24. The top local team was Salford Harriers in fourth place. Angus McMillan of City of York ran the fastest leg time of 9 minutes 55. Uh, and there was a great run from the local lad, Ryan Warland, who run the fourth fastest stage with a time of 10.15. In 
In the women's race, it was a much closer race, with Hallam Shaharias taking gold in 37.10. Lincoln Wellington was second in 37.23, ahead uh, of Vale Royal in third in 37.31. Top local team again was Salford Harriers in 13th place, uh, and the fastest individual time was Lauren McNeil of Hallamshire in 11.44. In the younger age groups, there were medals locally for Trafford Athletic Club, silver in the under-17 women, Sale Harriers, silver in the under-15 girls and bronze in the under-13 girls. Uh, and finally, Salford Harriers, who took silver in the <coughs> under-17 men and the under-15 boys. A week later, the Manchester University relays took place at Kenworthy Woods, a popular relay with university teams and across the UK and local clubs. Uh, it was a very close race in the men's, with Durham University winning the first leg, and they led right up till the last few metres of the uh, sixth and final stage, uh, when a Birmingham University team called Surely Wins lived up to their name and swept <laughs> past to win by two seconds. Uh, the women's race was also won by Bir Birmingham University with the team We're Buak Baby winning ahead of Leeds University <laughs> and another Birmingham team, What Are Easy Runs. Uh, an equally important part of the university relays is the after party and the beer racing competition. The hosts, Manchester University, were the winners of the men's beer race, uh, while Bristol University were the winners of the women's beer race. <coughs> okay, and now on to Snowden Marathon. So, Snowden Marathon took place on Saturday the 29th of October, and there were lots of local runners um, who took part. So, the overall men's results were Daniel Cashy from Sale Harriers was the winner in 239.52, and there was a brilliant um, video of, of Daniel finishing and he was absolutely overwhelmed with joy. I watched it earlier on YouTube, don't know if you've seen it. He was brilliant, he fell to the floor, <coughs> people had cameras right in his face straight away, couldn't even get his breath what? back and he got a camera in his face. I watched the highlights programme on SC4. Oh yeah, it was night. on last night, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, you have to put subtitles on unless you're yeah. fluent in Welsh, obviously. But, <laughs> 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 um, but it's good coverage, really good yeah. coverage actually. Yeah. yeah, and it was amazing to just see what what that race and that win meant to him. So it was, mm. uh, yeah, it was really nice to see that finish. So yeah, well done to him. And then we've got Rodri Owen in two forty forty six second place, and Michael Taylor of St Neots Riverside Runners in two forty one oh two for third place. And the women's results, we've got Caroline Brock of Steel City Striders in 313.43, Claire Patterson in second place, 319.09, and Linos Jones of Swansea Harriers, 321.49 for third place. So some local shout-outs go to Nicola Pennington of Bellevue Racers, 514.21, Matt Dickinson of Salford Harriers, 315.53, Justin Johnson, Hyde Village Striders, 339.28. Craig Butterworth, Hyde Village Striders, 427.57. Joanne MacDonald of Hyde Village Striders, 527.55. And Joe Edg Edgerton, who we know loves a marathon, <laughs> also of Hyde Village Striders, 557.27. So some brilliant races there and a really tough course, so well done everybody. And I believe that was Joe's 14th marathon of the year. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> she needs to sit still now. <laughs> Rest up, Joe. So we've got a shout-out for Amelia Platt of East Cheshire Harriers and previous guests. Um, she's been selected to represent the North England team at the Home Counties International in November on the 12th. Um, so well done and good luck to that. 
Um, so on to the South East Lanks cross country match one. Uh, yeah, you guessed it, Eaton Park. <laughs> so on a, a warm but wet Saturday, uh, South East Lanks cross country was held at Eaton Park, um, and it was time for me and Katie to find out if spikes worked or not um, there. So we'll find out a little bit later on. So the women's results are Rachel Marshall of Bury um, in 30-17. Olivia Stones of Lee in 30.56 and Chloe Elliott of Salford Mets in 32 minutes bang on. Uh, the women's team results were Salford Met with Chloe Elliott, Bethany Saunders, Jane Brocklehurst. Uh, East Cheshire Harriers was second women's team with Katie Kay, Alicia Smith and Megan Lewis. Um, and Lee were third with Olivia Stones, Katie Sanderson and Rachel Pollitt. <coughs> the men's results were Joe Hudak of East Cheshire in 33.35, Luke Foley of Horwich in 33 and Gav Brown um, of East Cheshire Harriers in 34.51. So the men's team results were East Cheshire Harriers with Joe Hudak, Gav Brown, Mike Holness and Michael Obey. Uh, Oldham was Mike Mannings, Dave Carroll, Connor Walsh and Matt Harrett. And then third was Salford Mets with Kevin Waterhouse, um, Caleb Dejit, Diseaser, uh, Dan Berry and Ben Farley. Um, Gary Matthews deserves a special mention as well, um, helping out on the course, getting everything set up. He was there at half eight on Saturday morning and he was the last person away after helping collect all the flags in. Um, <coughs> and another shout out goes to Mike Harris as well, of um, Hyde Striders, came fifth. Um, good to see him back, um, back racing. He helped them hills. So he's yeah, done well. Great run that, isn't it? And then we also had this weekend just gone is the um, British Masters uh, cross country relays, um, which is uh, what's the part? What, what's it called? Where it is? I've not written it down. In Nottingham, I think it's Long Eaton. Long Eaton, that is it. Yeah. So, um, so that's um, well, I have written it down. It says here <laughs> West Park, Long Eaton. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's from fire tonight, aren't we? Um, so the, it's a fl- it's actually quite a f- fast course, really. To be honest with you, uh, a couple of little hills, a little bit of trickiness through the back of the course, but ultimately it's yeah, you can just run fast on it. Um, and it's about a three k leg that we were covering each. Um, so just to go through the results of that, and what I've, what I've done here is I've just really pulled out some some names really from the from the lo- more local teams and key performances. So. In the female race in the Vet 35s, Charmwood were in first position. Uh, Gemma Steele was part of that team, um, running 10.18, which was the fastest time of the day for the ladies, which was a really quick time. Uh, second was Cheshire Dragons, and that team was uh, Louisa Thompson, Helen Harrington, and Joanna Marsden. And then in third place, we had Bristol and West AC. In the Vet 45 female race, in first place, Cheshire Dragons, uh, that was Sarah Avery. Emma Crow and Carol Pearsons, um, Parsons, sorry. And in second place, it was Sale Harriers, Manchester. Um, that's uh, Anne Chennai, Suzanne Smith, and Claire McCarran. And then in third place was Steel City Striders, and that team was made up of Lucy Broom, Angela Smith, and Fiona Jeffries. In the Vet 55 race, it was first place went to Bristol and West AC, second to Rushcliffe AC, and in third place, Steel City Striders. That team was made up of Kate Scott, Mandy Taylor, and Karen Clark. 
then there was um, female vet 65 category which was this has got to be the best name for a running club I think <laughs> I think it even beats someone's you just covered Dave hogweed trotters <laughs> yeah in first place that sounds like a really nice pale ale <laughs> <laughs> but they're obviously a good team to finish first um, Westbury Harriers in second the more conventional name and in third place it was Steel City Striders again so they had a great great day and that team was made up of um, Kate Wadicore, Sheena Woodhead and Carol Beatty. Then over to the men's, so I was just sticking with the, uh, the Vet 65 in the men's, first place went to Bristol and West, second was Warrington and that team was made up of Dave, David Gill, Marvin Ward and David Watson and in third place was Red Hill Roadrunners. There was a Vet 55 team, <coughs> uh, first place went to Leicester Corinthians um, second place Salford Harriers AC and that was Derek Crew, Gary Dale Sean Chambers Philip Laybourne um, so really good run from those boys as well on the day and third was Canvas Lang and then in the Vet 45 teams we had first place went to Dulwich Runners AC surprised everybody Dulwich with that performance to be honest um, the f- probably the um, team everyone thought was going to do really well Leeds, AC, Leeds they finished in second they had Jonathan Walton, who had a really strong run, Martin Roscoe, Mike Barrett, Greg Hull and Mick Hill, who we've mentioned quite a few times on this podcast. And in third place were Salford Harriers. That was Billy McCartney, Dave Hudson, Mark Collier, Sean Warburton, hello, um, <laughs> and Mark Russell in that team. So, yeah, really, really good day for Salford again there. Was that Sean Warburton in the cross? Oh, Sean Warburton, yeah. I think he must have gone the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and in the in the thirty fives, um, it was first place went to Tipton, and second place was Salford Harriers with a strong team: Bruno Lima, Robert Hughes, Cal Darcy, who ran the fastest time of the day as well in nine thirty. Paul Bannister, straight off the back of Chicago, and a really strong run from Carl Harbin as well in nine forty seven. And then third place went to Long Eaton. So great day overall, really great event. Uh, we'll definitely go back there myself. I'll cover my race in a bit more detail later. Not that it'll take long, uh, 3K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Langdale Marathon and Half Marathon took place <coughs> two weeks ago now as well. Um, so this is billed as the UK's toughest road race, unless anyone knows any better, and this is debated. I, I would agree with that. It's about just under 4,000 feet of elevation on the marathon, so that leaves you with sort of just under 2,000 really on the half marathon alone. Um, so the half marathon results were first place went to Oscar Sabu Simmons uh, of Dorkingham Mole Valley in 117.16. He's quite new to road running Oscar, I was talking to him at the finish. So that's a great run really from him because he went away from the field very quickly once the race started. And you could see him keep looking over his shoulder thinking why is someone coming with me? I'm on a five minute mileing through the Langdale Valley mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, second place was Bew Smith um, so Bew Smith is more of a triathlon background uh, he, he runs for Lancaster and Morecambe so he had a good run 1-2-5-15 and he won the race last year and in third place was Sean Warburton again Salford mm-hmm. Harriers in uh, 1-26-59 and his first first vet 40 as well <coughs> ladies race was Teresa Aldroyd of Harrogate Harriers one forty two eighteen and vet 50 wow. what a run Emma Kersey and Helm Hill in 144 in second place, and Faye Carter of South Shield in 145.27. So into the into the marathon, um, really well named Alan Hilly. So 
Um, he finished in 2.59.14, so to go under the three-hour mark there is a great run. Alex Cohen of Penny Lane Striders in second in 3.03.42 as a Vet 40, and Hugh Watkin of Rip and Runners in 3.07.05 as a Vet 40. And then just finally, the female race um, in the marathon, Helen Knight of CLC Striders, 3.34.03, Vet 40. Catherine Cousins of Lancaster and Mark Macy, 3.39.20, and Emily Taylor of Triforce, 4.02.17. And just a few local shouts as well, Guy Riddle of Glossopdale Harriers, 4.14.46 in the marathon. And I was chatting to Guy at the beginning, he, quite, he asked, uh, didn't he, a bit of tips about the course as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he had a good run there, I think he enjoyed it, I think he enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe Edgerton. Um, five fifty four ten. Um, yeah, so a lot of marathons. That's that's so that's Snowden and Langdale back to back. That's some doing that. And Blaine Emmett of Stockport Harriers three nineteen twelve. So good event. So if you fancy testing yourself at the toughest road race in the UK, entries are open for next year. Okay, so last episode's discussion point was well received on social media. And we had a a message in from Andy Sykes who said, I just want to say that the discussion point was very good this week, based on Joe Edgerton's recent social media post. It's something we can probably all relate to. I like the idea of having a post-marathon plan, and I think this will help me going forward, as I know I do usually get the what now post-marathon. One thing I've done that helps me if I do lose the mojo is I'll go back through my Strava and look at my good performances. I'll read the comments from other runners and look at any pictures I've attached. That usually ignites the spark inside me once again. So it's good to see the discussion point to help in. Uh, so that brings us nicely onto this week's discussion point, uh, which is all about people who are running London uh, and what plans we've previously made when we've run there, uh, from hotels, travel plans uh, when there, and uh, what to expect. So, uh, yeah, basically, um, I did my first London <coughs> uh, back in 2002, um, and I just asked uh, a guy uh, who I trained with at the club who'd been there a number of times where he recommended staying. Um, he mentioned uh, a guest house which he'd always stayed in um, where it was, I think it was in um, Blackheath, so very, very close to the start. Um, and uh, one of the highlights he mentioned was that he, um, the, uh, the owner would cook a, a, a large um, spaghetti bolognese for you the night before, so I thought, well, that sounds all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just booked myself into this guest house on <clears> this <throat> recommendation and um, got, got, got well fed. And uh, What was it like getting back? What did you do after the race? Did you go back there or did you go home? Uh, we didn't go back there, no. we uh, Well, we, we got a taxi back there, but we didn't go back inside the property. We just went uh, straight back home once we got oh, back right. to the vehicle. Um, which, yeah, which is a bit of a hassle. Um, yeah, in, in my uh, later marathons at London, I was fortunate enough to get on the elite start. Um, once I got under that two, I was 20, so uh, that would basically meant um, getting put up in the tower, the, the hotel on Tower Bridge, which I was very, very uh, grateful of, and it took a lot of the stress away. Um, I think the, the other guys will back me up on this I think you just need to plan um, a long way in advance uh, because everywhere books up really quickly and yeah you'll end up paying through the nose if you if you leave it too late or worst case scenario struggling to get anywhere at all um, in terms of um, plans while you're down there I, I'd just say just do as little as possible you just want to 
just want to relax. You don't want to go uh, sightseeing around London the day before because it's, uh, it's just going to, um, you know, you, you, it's, it's pointless having done all that training and then uh, basically putting a uh, fatigue in your legs that doesn't need to be there. So, yeah, just rest up the day before. Um, Callum, any, uh, anything uh, to add on that? Um, for me, don't book with booking.com because they cancelled my hotel um, about two weeks out. Unfortunately, I already had a Premier Inn booked. Um, I stayed at, I think it's Tower, Tower Bank. Oh, yeah. Tower Bank, um, n- near Monument Station. Really nice, three nights. I think it was 535 quid, which I thought was quite reasonable. Um, <clears throat> for getting down, I booked the train on the Friday night, back on the Monday. Wanted to make sure that I had Sunday night there and um, and rest up. And as listeners know, um, I went to see Mary Poppins the day before. It didn't work out for me, sub three, but... Um, <laughs> It was it was nice and relaxing. We didn't do that much walking, but I agree with Dave. I think I got to a point where I thought I'm I'm walking a little bit too much. But I carb loaded a lot through Saturday, so I had pizza for dinner, um, and I had what did I have for tea? Pasta, chicken and pasta um, mm. from Pizza Express. So yeah, and then what to expect when you're down there? If you've not done London before, it's absolutely phenomenal. Every, when I was when I was waiting to get into the start, I'm like. Is it really going to be that good? Is it really going to be that loud? And yeah, it is really going to be that loud and it is going to be really that good. So I'd I'd expect the best because, yeah, it it was for me. I don't think Manchester next year will be as busy. Um, Clearly won't be. But but yeah, what about you, Katie? Yeah, so um, practical (coughs) tips for me. I've always stayed in Canary Wharf. Um, area and found that's that's a brilliant place to stay always works um, works well for the start easy to get on the DLR um, and literally takes you straight to kind of Greenwich area for for the start so in terms of tube it's really easy I would recommend Canary Wharf area um, it's also easy to get to the XL which is where you pick up your race number from um, talking of the XL it's always really busy I would say on the Saturday which is the last day to get your number so if you can I'd say try and pick up your number before then um, if possible try and go at least on the Friday I went on the Saturday morning I think I got there I think it opened at half eight I think I was there for nine o'clock and it wasn't that busy but coming out yeah I think I came out at just after 10 o'clock and it was it was rammed yeah Yeah. I've been before on a Saturday in an afternoon it was really busy and that kind of stressed me out so now I try to go on a Friday get my number so then I can have a bit of a stress-free Saturday and then if there's any issues obviously on the Friday you've still got the Saturday as a backup um to to get your number I'd say allow plenty of time for the XL if you can. So there's lots to see, loads of photo opportunities, and you just want to really make the most of that experience, soak it all up. So do make sure that it's not it's not rushed if you can help it. Um, as I say, I've stayed in Canary Wharf for the last few years. I have, last two years, I've stayed at the Hilton, um, and the prices haven't been that different to other hotels. I know you think the Hilton's quite pricey, but it hasn't been, although I, I have looked for... April and it's already a thousand pound for three nights so it's it's much more expensive for for next year Mm. but I'd say premier inns are a good option they provide adequate comfort quite decent hotels and they do have the flexibility of not having to pay up front so you can book now and you can cancel up to one (coughs) o'clock on the day of arrival 
So I've booked a couple of premier wins just in case I, I decide to go in April. I think that one you suggested, Callum, I thought that as well. Yeah, and it's they do a good breakfast as well. Yeah, breakfast yeah. is always good. Yeah. Um, and I think from now, the prices do go up literally every day. Um, and again, just a, a note in terms of if you're booking that, I'd go direct through a hotel if you can. Yeah. Um, so if it's the Hilton, Premier Inn, whatever, go direct through them to book it. Because as Callum said, I did hear a few horror stories of booking people booking through booking.com, um, cancelling last minute. I think people have got apartments and stuff. They just realise they can put the prices up, so they just cancel last minute and then we're putting them back out there. So I think if you can book direct with a hotel... Um, and like I say, Premier Inn, you can book now and you don't have to pay anything. So, mm. you know, even if you're debating it, just just get something booked. I would say if you can afford it, try to stay a few nights. Um, like I've already said, I like to stay on the Friday nights and get my number and then have the Saturday just to relax, as Dave said, put my feet up um, and just chill for a day um, before the run itself. And then if you can, stay in London on the night of the race as well, because I just think the atmosphere is absolutely buzzing. As Callum said, I think you do always think, is it going to be as amazing as everybody says? And yeah, it is amazing. And it's brilliant. The evening of the of the run, everyone's just walking around in the finishers' T-shirts and the medals and just generally <coughs> soaking it all up. So yeah, if you can, don't rush off home and, and stay on the Sunday night. Um, and just a, a little practicality in terms of train tickets. So cheap train tickets are released, I think, about 12 weeks before travel. And you can register on the train line website or the app. So you'll get a prompt then um, when they're available. So just sign up now <coughs> to the dates of the marathon and then you'll get a prompt when those tickets are released. And I think you can get them for less than £100 return um, if, if you sign up to that. So, so yeah, a few practical tips. Get your hotel booked, get registered on the, the train line app and, um, and just look forward to it. It'll be amazing and you'll love it. Sean? I was very precise and in-depth. All I can add to that is confusion and... <laughs> And can it. All I can add to that now is confusion, confusion. And questions. Um, <laughs> so I've only done it once, obviously. Anyway, and I st- and I just um, got this in my head where I wanted to stay, like halfway on the course. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it was fifty percent of my journey was in the morning. The other fifty percent was after, rightly or wrongly. That's what I did. And so I stayed in Aldgate. And actually, travel around London is dead easy, isn't it? You just jump on my way, stay with me, I don't think. Yeah. I was thinking about Canary Wharf, I've been listening to what you're saying. There's lots of places to eat around there as yeah. well, is there? Yeah, yeah, loads. Yeah, so that's what I did. And I, but I did the same as you as well. I went down on the Friday um, as soon as I got to London, and I went to the expo to get that done with. So Saturday was my own. And then I stayed Sunday night as well. And uh, obviously, I put my T-shirt on at night when I went out because everyone else had theirs on. I felt like I was missing out on something <laughs> if I didn't. So the time you get to go out and sit and you finish his T-shirt and your medal. Yeah, I did really enjoy doing that, and I do like to do that anyway, even if it's reasonably local a marathon, just because it's um, it's just nice to go straight to your hotel and relax for a little yeah. bit. Um, but I have booked somewhere near Tower Bridge this year. I've done it as free cancellation through Bookers dot com. It is quite expensive. Um. But I might. I'll just. I'll just see what happens. I mean, I might not get a place yet because of the championship stuff. So maybe book a Premier in just as a backup <coughs> for. Because, like, I say you can cancel up until it's the same day and sit one o'clock yeah. on the the day of arrival. Yeah. Just because there were literally so many horror stories of Booking dot com cancelling. Yeah. I've always used it and never had an issue, but um, now you've said that, I'm obviously panicking. And <laughs> I'm actually looking at your phone now as we speak, hesitating whether I should start looking Just at book something. somewhere, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, so that's my plan. It's nothing different to what you guys have done. I booked in, though, for the night before um, to a pizza. 
I'd always book the night before. I didn't in Berlin. I paid the price for that because I was panicking a bit. And everywhere, everywhere gets booked up the night before the race, especially for stuff like Italians and pizzas and carby type stuff. So don't leave that to chance. Get yourself booked in somewhere. I just got room service. I just got pizza delivered to Good the idea. room. Good idea. Didn't think of that. Yeah. And book somewhere for the Sunday night, somewhere nice as well, because we went. I think it. I think it was called the Lily Pad or something. I can't remember. It was right near Monument Station, and we went, and it was absolutely rammed. And Laura booked it. I was like, where have you booked here? And it was gorgeous, the food. Yeah. But just in case, just you just want to make sure you get a nice spot, don't you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure you wear your finishers t-shirt. I only took my medal out and didn't wear my finishers t-shirt. Um, but yeah, I should have wore it. Yeah, I bet you immediately regretted <coughs> that when you went immediately. out. Immediately. Yeah. I wanted to look <laughs> dead cool in purple. <laughs> like Tinky Winky waddling around. It's just nice, isn't it? Because I think there's a real community feel. It's just everybody's got those t-shirts and those medals on, and you speak to different people, don't you? That obviously you don't you don't know, but you've all got you've all achieved the same. And yeah. it's really nice just having those connections. I think with the the wider running community that you don't usually come into contact with. So, yeah, I know a few people who did kind of shoot straight off after the race because they had you know transport booked and whatever. But I would say if you can, and I know obviously it comes down a lot of it comes down to you know financial constraints. But <clears throat> if you can afford it, do stay over on that on the night of the marathon because it is a, a really good atmosphere in in London. Yeah, completely agree. Shall we get on to um, on to training? Yeah, is it who's going first? <laughs> We're all, a bit lost We're all looking at each other. We're having a bit. Right, I'll go first. Does say Callum okay. Parkinson on the list? It does, yeah. Doing <laughs> <laughs> well tonight. I know. Yeah. A bit all over the place. Um, right, I'll get my excuse now. Now and then. Um, I've been poorly for a week and a bit, so I've hardly done any running. Um, did a little bit of running last week, so we we're recording on Monday just after cross country. Um, so last week I did 5k on. Thursday, 10k on Friday, then I did cross country on Saturday. Used it as a training run just to get out in the spikes. Um, so the plan was to, with it being three laps, run the first lap easy, push hard on the second lap, and then run the sec- run the third lap easy. Um, felt like I ran it all hard. I was absolutely shattered. Um, started a bit further back in the field. Um, Overtook quite a few people going up the little hill, um, just as you jump into the boggy field. Um, but really enjoyed it. Good to get out in um, cross country. As for the spikes, I thought the spikes were a good call, but I, th- I put 12 mil spikes in. I think they were a little bit too long running on the path. Um, they were digging into my feet a little bit. So I'm going to order some nines. I think I said on the last episode, yeah. Heaton Park is the one course where you need to consider spikes or yeah. trail shoes. So we had a message, Katie message, Dave, in the morning. Is it, <laughs> is it spikes or trails today, Dave? Um, and Dave said spikes. So yeah, I, I, the, the spikes fit me. I tried them on. They were white. They're now brown. Um, <laughs> I have tried to clean them, but not dead comfy. Um, you can really feel that grip. I think just going downhill, I tend to hit on my heel, so I was trying to push more on the forefoot going down. Um, calves were fine on Sunday. Today, my calves are really sore, um, so I've stretched them out today. Did a little um, six-mile run, and it's I think it's 12 weeks till Brass Monkey half, so um, that's my next goal at the beginning of next year. Um, might be a bit further on than 12 weeks, can't remember. 
Um, so going to use cross country as a bit of a build up and put a 10k in. Have I got 10k? Yeah, I've got Wilmslow Festive 10k in a few weeks. So see how that one goes. Kater, what about you? Yeah, again, not much for me. Still just um, kind of plodding along really after after London. Um, but did the cross country again, also at weekend. Um, I think I don't. I think the spikes that I put on might have been the opposite of what you're saying. So mine. Oh yeah, forgive my ignorance. But the ones that they come with, are they. What size are they? Quite short. They're quite short. Yeah. 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 So we did buy. Yeah. I know. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> Sean, the expert. Um, so we did buy the longer ones, but I didn't use them. I, I just stuck with the ones that they came with. But as I was going downhill, I felt like I could have had, like I literally had nothing on. I was skidding downhill in the, the mud. The problem with those shorter spikes is as soon as a bit of mud gathers around the base of the spike, you've yeah. not got a lot left on yeah. the millimetre. So. So that first bit downhill I w- at Heaton Park, I was like a fairy because I was literally just mm. You need skidding, at least 12 unless yeah, it's so bone dry. Yeah, so I probably should have had longer on. But then I don't know if I would have been able to run on the path with the longer. I think mm. I might have been doing cartwheels if I'd have had longer <laughs> spikes on. So I don't know. But anyway, I, they, they were all right. But yeah, it, I think like Callum said, though, it's, it is a tough course. Um, and I just... I, I just went for it to to see what happened um, and I finished seventh place so I was quite happy with that Um, and I looked at my Strava from last year and finished two and a half minutes quicker than I did when I did it last year so yeah quite an improvement Um, I was trying to chase Alicia down those hills but she was like a rocket she was off um, so I couldn't catch her earlier on, but then she tired towards the end so um, so I did I managed to get a bit of time back I think further towards the end um, but in the woods, I did. I pulled my calf. I, I kind of jumped and landed funny. Um, kind of forgot I had spikes, and I landed on the the concrete full on on my left leg at a funny funny angle. So I did think about dropping out because my calf really pulled. But I think the carrying on running did stretch it a little bit. Um, so yeah, fell shattered as Callum said. It is a there's no getting away from it. It's a tough route, isn't it? But I was quite happy with how I, how I ran it. Um, and that's it, just looking forward to, to some more cross-country now. I think I'm doing something at weekend, but this weekend, as part of East Cheshire team, I think, is it some relays, Callum? Sorry, I'm looking at Callum for a bit of clarity. I'm not really sure what it yeah. is. I'm not that's done the ones I know of this weekend, the National Cross-Country Relays in Mansfield. Yeah, yeah. in Ber- so Berry Hill Lane, yeah. 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 yeah, brilliant. So I'm doing that, and I've never done a relay, so I've no idea what, what I'm oh, letting myself in for. But, yeah, it's nice to be part of a team, I think. So looking forward to that. Um, but, yeah, my calves has been a bit, a bit tight, so I've been out tonight, done a little bit of jogging, walking, stretching. Um, so I'm just going to take it easy this week and then see what see what weekend brings uh, that's me Sean yeah just really since we last met um, I'm still building my mileage back up so like probably just over, probably be 65 last week so I reckon I'll be back up to the normal mileage again this week which is for me is about 70 miles ish when I'm not training for a marathon um, but I've had a couple of races uh, so we talked about Lang- Langdale marathon half marathon before First time I've done the half marathon. I've done the full marathon a few times. I figured, oh yeah, half marathon. It's going to be relatively straightforward, but running hard on that course really took it out of me. And I was very glad to come in for the finish, to be honest, and not be going out for another lap, that's for sure. Um, and I went out with the um, 
lead marathon runners and lead half marathon runners and one of them proved to be much too fast to go with so we just let him go very quickly um, but I really stuck in then with the, with the other lads maybe until about five or six miles and then just felt him drifting away happened very slowly but I just couldn't react to it just just a bit too strong for me um, but I actually kept a pretty good pace throughout finished third overall and I won the Vet 40 prize which I was pleased with because there was no Vet 45 category um, so I've, I got the Vet 40 category so I was happy with that on 26.59 which I'm pleased with on that course I've not really got anything to measure it against but I went through halfway in the marathon about 1.30 uh, last year and ran through all four so that's probably around the right effort I think maybe would have liked to have gone a little bit quicker if I'm honest but I did struggle in the second half what was your prize? Uh, I got some £20 worth of uh, Pete Bland vouchers so I always save these up, me. I won quite a few last year. All the Lake District races are often supported by people. <coughs> and that coat that Dave's wearing tonight, um, I bought. I put it towards one of those last year. So um, that's what I do with them. Uh, quite good. Um, go back up there for the 10K in a few weeks, you see. So hopefully I can try and do something there. Quick question. Is the, the marathon, is it the double two laps? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's quite good actually. I've never, having never done the half before. When I finished, my dad came up with me, so I got some warm clothes on. We were just watching all the other half marathon runners coming in, and there's quite a few marathon runners that come in, and the race director sort of saying, "No, you've not finished yet," and they're going, "I have. I'm not going back out there again." <laughs> you know, they just sort of think, "No, nah, that's me." I'm so done. Do you all set off together, half marathon and marathon? Yeah, yeah. So if you if you want to try and. Um, be competitive you just have to have a look at the number right. colour yeah. um, orange for the half it was this year and green for the full just have a look who you have to run with really um, doesn't really matter in the half marathon you know you're going to run faster but if you're in the full you don't want to be chasing half marathon runners if you don't need yeah. to obviously I'd highly recommend it it's just such an iconic race it, m- views are incredible the atmosphere is gr- just really good um, it's got a real good atmosphere to it. I just love it. I've, I've been going there now for quite a few years, and I'll definitely be back next year. But it's brutal, <laughs> brutal. And then You're not selling it now with that last bit. Well, <laughs> it's just the downhills that do me. Yeah. Uh, you know, the downhills are so steep. It's twenty-five, thirty percent climbs, and the same, obviously, then coming over the other side. So you really got to get on top of your descending and lean into it. Because if you try and resist it, it's just pulling your quads to yeah. pieces, yeah. and you do slip a little bit as well because it's, it's wet. It's always wet. It's right, late districts and so. Um, do you wear trail shoes then? No, uh, I wore my endorphin <coughs> pros. Oh. So probably a good choice actually, because the Vaporfly next percents are potentially not stable enough. I went in Alpha Flies in the marathon last year, which was not a good idea. We've always yeah. said about the Endorphin Pros being really good grip, though. Good grip I, I and really stable, good. and a yeah. bit, bit more firm than the Vaporfly, so yeah. they so they cope with the descents better because you're doing quite a bit of heel planting when you're coming downhill, yeah. and they just seem to cope with that better. Cool. So a good choice there. I mean, um, yeah, I love that race anyway. And then obviously my first um, introduction into cross country as well, just the weekend just gone. So the British Masters. Um, uh, cross country championship so I was in the Vet 45 team and we won bronze I was well pleased with that it felt amazing to be part of a, a team actually uh, especially you know that Salford team um, across all the age groups really are very strong um, a certain amount of panic 
set in minutes before the start because everyone's like, yeah, who are you going after? Who's in front of you? And I was thinking, you know what? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to very quickly learn how the relay works, you know, with the letters, and you go and stand in this box. And I didn't realise it's so well managed. You know, when you're due to go, they shout your number, you go through, and then you're ready to go. But I was panicking that I was going to miss Mark coming through. And people are talking to me, going, hey, Sean, how are you doing? I'm thinking, don't talk to me, because yeah. if I miss Mark coming through here, <laughs> I'm going to be stood here chatting, and everyone, and, you know, I'm losing time. Um, but I did the same as you, Katie. I was listening to that Spikes conversation, and I just put the Spikes in that were in the box yeah. where they came. And I probably just got away with it, because it was a flat course. The conditions are pretty good. So I didn't have any issues with the Spikes at all, really. I'd I was worried about them, but just put them on and running them, and they were fine. And we calves all right afterwards. Got something yeah, to no issues yeah. at all. Yeah, just the only thing I'd say about them is they are a little bit tight on my feet, on one foot in particular, because I have a, do have a bit of a problem with one of my toes. Uh, the joint's just a bit more bulbous because I injured it a few years ago. Um, it's only comfort. It's a comfort issue, really. Did you go for the same else. size? Sevens, I sized yeah. up in mine. Well, Dave Wonderful told me that size. after I purchased them, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have to buy another pair. <laughs> I think they're fine. You know what I did when I was drying them? I stuffed them as well to... Um, might, might just relax out a bit now. I've worn them once as well, we'll see. So how did you clean your spikes? Just out of interest, because I took mine in the shower. I put them in the shower <laughs> and rinsed them. I took that. mine... Well, I got in the shower when I got home and I just took my spikes in with me. And got in the shower yeah. with my spikes, yeah. Probably need so to be I selling myself. I said that on the podcast last year and you all did laughed you? at me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I might have done, or yeah, because it sounds bizarre, doesn't it, it? But, it's, yeah. You said that sounds weird. But you, now you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did sound weird, but they were so muddy, I thought, what can I do with them? Yeah. So I just yeah. took them in the shower. Might as well, aren't you? If I took my spikes in the shower, Laura, <laughs> <laughs> I wash mine in the utility room. Oh. And then I put I'm wa- not that posh. And then I put washing powder in the sink, filled it up, flipped them over and let them soak. <laughs> Rinsed them out on Sunday. Get the shower red, Callum. Mm. <laughs> Done. Well, this is the benefit now of living on my own. You see, I could do things like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> Sell it, living the dream now. I can wash my spikes in the shower. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it works. Got them clean anyway, yeah, and it's does, better than it? just yeah. dry them. On the and they dry quite so. quick, don't they? They yeah. do dry quick, I think. Do you take your spikes out then when you've put them? Uh, yeah, again, yeah. I haven't done, but I don't know, Dave, is that something? I have thought you're supposed to unscrew them and take them off, the spikes. No. no. Okay, They're I've done right. that, but never mind. What, you took them off? Took them off because I fig- oh, figured yeah. they might rust. I did wonder that when I, yeah. But. yeah. Mm. One little tip I had years ago was um, before you put the spikes in, um, put some WD-40 inside because it stops them getting stuck in there. Uh, yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. yeah, so that's it for me. I mean, it was a very short leg. Um, 3k so it was I didn't have to think oh what pace shall I go at it was just like balls for the wall for 3k (laughs) you're going to do some more cross country then I will do now yeah yeah I did enjoy it I must admit are you signed up to any of the leagues no no I mean the ones that are forthcoming now are already full um, but when they start becoming available I will jump on a couple yeah you can turn up on the day, though, can't you? Southeast, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Sure, you, can, <laughs> you can turn up on the day, I think, and just pay a tenner. Yeah, I want to be in a full season, Sean, and that's the end. Of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, but that's it. That's it from me. Um, how about you, Dave? Yeah. Uh, no races from me. Um, so since the first uh, Manchester League, I, I've just spent the last two weeks focusing on increasing my mileage and getting stronger. Um, that seemed to be the, the, the key uh, last winter to just improving throughout the season. 
So I've had two good weeks, uh, totaling 87 and 89 miles, which are my two biggest weeks since last cross-country season. Um, I've also increased my tempo run to 35 minutes, uh, both the last two weeks, uh, which was a staple of my training last winter, um, and I think also contributed to my improving form as the season went on. Um, So all in all, I've been feeling really positive and everything's going in the right direction, the way I want it to be going. Uh, The only slight worry I've got is that I'm sat here in a lot of pain right now. after a bit of a freak accident on my run tonight. Um, so basically, I was running in a, a big group with Carl Harbin, Scott Matthews, uh, Gareth Raven, uh, and Akeel and Sean Chambers. Uh, and we're running along Mottram Road Road towards Hattersley, uh, past the Older Hay School. Um, and as we're approaching the school, Carl takes his phone out of his pocket to check it. <laughs> and um, the next thing I hear is Scott shouting, Watch the barrier, Carl. Um, and he, uh, he fell over in front of me. I then fall over Carl. <laughs> I land heavily on my left-hand side. So I'm sat here now with a cut arm. Um, and I'm really, really sore around my left hip and glute where I landed. Um, now, I did get up and carry on running, but it was really, really sore. And I had to really slow down. And, uh, yeah, massively grateful to Sean Chambers for uh, dropping back and uh, running the rest of the run with me and keeping me company at a, a slower pace. Um, so yeah, it was really sore for the rest of the run and um, my sore glute didn't really ease off. Um, so hopefully I've not pulled something and it's just a, a bit of soreness from the impact. But yeah, a uh, bit of a positive uh, <laughs> overall review turned into a hopefully not a negative. Freak accident. Yeah, it was a freak yeah. accident. <laughs> hopefully it's just a bit of soreness from the impact and it'll settle down in 24 yeah, well, hours. Well, Carl, Carl was... Um, you know, continued to clip along after he got to his feet, and he's now messaged me to say, "Oh, um, I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in agony now, and I, I can barely move." So, sounds yeah. like he, at the time he said I'd come off worse than he had, but maybe I haven't. <laughs> yeah. This episode is sponsored by Ultra Running. Comfort meets performance in the Ultra Range, specialising in road, trail, and trail performance running shoes. With their foot-shaped toe box and balanced cushioning platforms, Outer inspire natural movement. Taking the comfort off-road and ready to take on any trail, their Lone Peak Trail Shoe is the number one trail shoe on the US market. With its custom lacing and it helps you take on the hills with confidence. Check out the Outer range at outerrunning.eu. Now on to the interview of the episode. We have a Stockport Harry who has run all the world major marathons and the second Brit to do them all in under three hours. He's ran London Marathon 14 times, Boston 3 times, New York twice, Berlin twice, Chicago once and Tokyo once. So please welcome Steve Jones. Welcome Steve. Hello. Welcome Steve. Um, So we'll first start off with, how did you get into running? Drunken bet. All right. That's a theme, that, isn't it, with some people? I was in a pub in Danton with a few of my mates and I said, "I I can run a marathon, so within couple of weeks I entered the Manchester Marathon and ran it in a pair of tennis shoes. Wow. <laughs> and what time was that on the, your first Manchester Marathon? 3.54. Wow. wow. Still a good time as well. What training was in on, on no. that? Not, no training at all? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, we've spoken, you said that you've ran a few marathons, so you mentioned Manchester there in the 80s and you also ran Bolton and Stockport. Um, so how did you find these routes and which one was your favourite back then? Manchester. Manchester yeah. Marathon was the best because it started and finished in Platfields, Plat Lane. You know, being a city fan near the main road. So yeah. 
so yeah, it was a good one. I enjoyed that. What about Bolton and Stockport? What were their courses like? Really hard course because you go we'll plod a lane at the end, and then you've got Butcher's Lane, which is even further up, right. and it rained for the duration of the marathon. It really did. It poured down for the run, so that was quite a tough run. That Stockport's a good one. I've done that. I, you know, I know knew most of the route anyway, so yeah. I enjoyed Stockport. But Manchester was the best one. Cool. Um, so you had a small break of 20 years off racing but still running um, so what made you get back into running um, don't say that it was a drunken bat no it wasn't <laughs> it was, uh, I got promoted at work so I'd gone from an engineer working on the tools to basically an office job and I started putting weight on so I decided to start running again and that's how it started did you have any goals then um, London Marathon London Marathon because oh. BT who I worked for uh, I charity places for Childline, so I applied and got a place through Childline. We work, did it, and got a good fridge place, and then that started me. The started to that do what getting, off. Yeah, started on the good for ages. Oh, brilliant! So, having run the marathons in the eighties and now, um, shoe technology, of, along with other um, technology and kit, has come on quite a lot. So, what do you think makes the biggest difference for you? gels the gels not the, sh- not the shoes the shoes as well because <coughs> they've come on well to be honest the shoes have only come on for me personally leaps and bounds in the last two or three years yeah before that they were just it was all, everything was basically the same anyway but now it's obviously with the carbon plates it's a different ball game I just wish they'd have been out about ten years ago yeah so what what makes you say the gels is the biggest difference for you there's nothing like that no I remember doing the Manchester Marathon and hitting the wall and I didn't know what was, didn't know what had happened and I just sort of staggered into the crowd got an handful of jelly babies off somebody and it was like a sugar rush and I carried on running then right so sweet so you've run a lot of marathons but how many have you run I haven't got a clue no so we have to sit down and write them down but I, I tried it this afternoon and I've forgot about Chester and I've done that three times and I thought oh yeah Chester so I've, I haven't got a clue I'll have to sit down and have an hour with myself and yeah see how many I've done so we recently had Andy Woods on um, and he's in the 100 marathon club um, so he said that he was running through his marathons and then he was feeding them in so he could um, so it was in small blocks so if you want to get in the 100 marathon club because do you think you're close to that yeah. Yeah. If they include ultras, because I've done about thirty ultras. They yeah. Do. yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I can't be far off. Yeah. Right. We want an update only, on that next one, week. You only get one for an ultra, though. So if you did like a sixty-mile ultra, you still only get one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you ran three marathons. So I did a bit of power ten stalking. So in in twenty twelve, you ran three marathons, all sub three hours. So you ran back to back marathons a week apart for London and Manchester. How did you manage to get such a good result for both of them? Because I couldn't walk after my London marathon. Um, to be honest, when I did the Manchester marathon, I wasn't even going to run it. I was, I'd, I'd said to my friend I was going to run with them just for something to do. And as there's a, a lad who I run with called Rick, when I met him on the start line, he, and it was that it was the year that the weather was horrendous, it yeah. was pouring down. And he said, oh, hi, Steve. He said, blah, blah. You, he said you was going to pace me for sub three. And I completely forgot. 
So, so I said to the other lads, I said, I'll tell you what, I get to halfway at 1.30 <coughs> and I'll wait for you. But because the weather was that bad, I just carried on running. As you do and get a sub three, I might try that next time. <laughs> I just missed out on mine. Um, so you run for Stockport Harriers. Yep. Um, how long have you run for them now? 2003, 2003. started for them. Cool, so nearly 20 years. Yeah. Um, so you're also um, part of High, um, of Peak and Valley Trail Runners. Can you tell us a bit more about that and how it's how they came about? We, there's, there's about three or four of us started it for about four years ago. Uh, just because we started, uh, we got interested in trail running and fell running and all that, so we sort of branched off from Stockport Harriers a little bit. Obviously, everyone's still a member of Stockport Harriers, but we we started doing that. So we do basically Goldpunkin Scout, Edale, Bullock Smithy route, and do all the you know just basically stuff that we didn't do with Stockport Harriers. Just went in the hills. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, that's all my questions. So I'm going to pass you on to Katie now. Um, she's got quite a few for you. <laughs> Thanks, Callum. Welcome, Steve. Welcome. Okay, so you've ran all six major world major marathons, um, some more than once, as Callum just said. So just for listeners who might not be aware, can you just explain to us what are the six world major marathons? If you can remember. <laughs> do they jump to name all six or do they don't need yeah, to? Just, yeah, just, and just a, a kind of a summary for people that might not be aware what, what we're actually talking about. It's Abbott's Will Major, isn't it? They yeah. started it, I yeah. can't remember how many years ago, uh, and it's basically the six Will Majors, which are Boston, New York, Chicago, Berlin, Tokyo, and London. Yeah, brilliant. And there's only a really small minority of people in there that have run all six. Do you know it's what? 8,000 8, 8, have run all six. Right. And 233 <coughs> have run them sub three. Brilliant. Okay. Which is a small. It is a really, really small isn't proportion, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. seems to be becoming more and more popular, doesn't it? I mm. think I seem to be hearing more and more people want to complete all the all the majors. Yeah. Okay, so which was your first major? London. London. Okay. And and when was that? Well, I did it in 2004, but I don't think it was... I didn't count it as part of the majors because I don't think... I'm not 100% sure. I don't think they were about then. They were then. about then, right. Okay. There was five at the time, and they added the six one. So I was... But my uh, first goal was to do the five. Right. And they added Tokyo, and that's when it became the, the six. The six. Okay. So was it something that you always wanted to achieve, or...? No, not really. It was no. just after doing New York, after London... Yeah, and I'd gone sub three then. Yeah, that's when I thought, oh, we'll do all these. But again, Tokyo still wasn't about them. Right. So it's just something that you've kind of gradually grown gradually into. done. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And you're the second Brit to run all majors sub three, so that's something to be very proud of. And again, was it a plan to do this, or was it just the way it turned out? It just the way it turned out. I, to be honest. I should have gone and done Tokyo the year before, but things happened and I couldn't go. So right. I could have possibly been the first Brit, but things. It's one of them things. Yeah. Okay. And when you did get that six star, did you have a, a big celebration? Because um, I think I said that I saw six people. I think this year while I was running London, and you have that thing on your back. Don't you saying I'm going for my six star today? Um, and I, I, I said to quite a few people, it, it made me feel quite emotional running past those people. So. I imagine it must have felt like quite an achievement once you 
you got that six star. We did it, there's a lad called Andy Fowler who's done them all with me. Um, and when we did it in Tokyo, there's nobody there to meet us, nobody, nothing. Oh, really? It's not like it is now. Right. It was still very low key. Right. So what you had to do then, you had to submit all your results and they sent you the medal <coughs> in the post. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't get it at the day. Oh, wow. So it's quite low key then. Mm, yeah, because it's quite a big thing now. Yeah, you register make a deal of it get, now, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, well, there's, a, there's almost like a governing body, isn't there? Yeah. That organises it and you have to, because I've just joined it. And um, when I went onto the website and registered... With Abbott's. Yeah. Yeah, I got another medal at London this year for it. Did you? All right. Oh, was that the Good for Age one? Yeah, they give you another medal. I I didn't realise. It's the World Age Group Champs. I got that one, yeah. The the finish line, so you can walk and give it, me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And now it's all all ratified. I had to prove my Chicago performance by sending a picture of my passport and a picture of my race pictures and results to prove that that was me. I mean, I'm going to show them more buttons who ran for the striders was there at the time. But, there you go. but yeah, I think now you're registered, don't you? And if they know you're running, they'll be there with your medal yes, that's right, at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. And you get a nice medal with the six majors on it, don't that's you? That's it, yeah. yeah. Fab, okay. So can you give us a bit of an insight into each of the six majors? So like what the course is like, etc. Just a quick overview of... of you know, if people are thinking to do it, so what, from London, you mean? Yeah. Or? So from yeah, from from all six, what you know, what the course is like, how they compare to each other. London's the one I got my PB on, and that's yeah. my favourite, right? Because of the crowds from start to finish, it's just a wall of yeah. noise. So yeah, it's a it's a yeah. good one, London. It's my so favourite. That's why I've done it so many times, I suppose. So I've only done London, but and Sean, you did Berlin this year, didn't you? And you mm. you found that was quite comparable. Didn't you? Oh, I love, yeah, I've signed up again for next year. Um, I think um, Chicago as well. Is d- every time I, well, so I've done three, me, which is obviously only half of them, but every time I do one, I always think, oh, that was it, that was the best one, that's it, you know what I mean? But then I do another one, and that one becomes a favourite. Is there not one for you that even Boston. now? Boston. That's the yeah. one where it's got the most sort of thingy attached to it because yeah. Yeah. it's the only one where. You've got to qualify. You can get a place on all the others, but you have to qualify for Boston. And when you go over oh, there, yeah. they treat you like as if you're like real athletes. Oh, I didn't realise that. So you have to qualify for you Boston. You have to get a qualifying time oh, for Boston. Oh, right, I didn't realise that. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a big thing, BQ qualifying. Oh, yeah, it's massive. Yeah. It's massive. Especially in America. They, they absolutely love you when you go over there. Ah. <laughs> So in terms of atmosphere, though, you still would say, from your experience, London? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because there's no gaps in Boston. You can run Boston yeah, and you can be like, run for a couple of miles and not see a soul. Or there'd be very sparse crowds. Yeah. Whereas London, like I said, it's wall to wall from yeah. start to finish. And in terms of the courses then, you say your PB is London. Do you think that, is that because of the, the crowd and the atmosphere? I think, think so, or, yeah, because yeah. they, they, they drag you along. Yeah. So which would you say is the easiest course? Berlin. Berlin. You said it was fast and flat, didn't you, Sean? Yeah. It's almost like running downhill. It's like an optical illusion. You, you, you look in front of yourself and it's just... Yeah. You look as though you're running down all the time. don't feel like there's any corners either, does it? No. Does it not? No. no. And which is the hardest, would you say? New York by mile. Is that because it's hilly or...? Yeah. Yeah. You, well, if you, when you get to Staten Island, you, the first bridge... I remember doing it the first time and it was seven and a half minute mile. And right. I'm thinking, 
I'm not going to do it now. Yeah. It's because my first mile was seven and a half minute, but my second mile was five and a half minute. So wow. it just gives you an idea of the yeah, yeah, the size of the bridges. So you're crossing them all the time. Yeah. And then when you get into Central Park, the second time I did it, um, I'd already gone. I'd already got my sub three. I did it in three hours and one second. Mm-hmm. But the the, the oh, actual three hours, one second. when you get into Central Park, the finish line is uphill. The last three and eight hundred yards is uphill. Right. So when you get to the top, you reach the summit, and then the finish line's ten yards away. So. Right. Okay, and so obviously you've done them all more than once. Do you have any more plans to do any more of the majors? I'm doing London again in April. Okay, great. Um, and I'm, I want to do Chicago again. I'd like to do them all again, to be Would perfectly you? honest. Yeah, because I've nearly done it. I know I need yeah. to do Chicago and Tokyo, but. Tokyo's really difficult to get in now. Is it? Mm. So, so if you do Chicago and Tokyo, you'll have done the six done hours three times? Twice. Well, what was the atmosphere like in Tokyo compared to the others? Completely different. Subdued. Yeah. Sort of, you run past them and they're very polite, clapping. There's no cheering, no screaming. <laughs> yeah. It's just very polite, clapping. I watched a few YouTube videos of all of them just to try and learn about them. And that one always was the quietest one. It's fantastic. And it always looks freezing as well. Is that cold? No, it wasn't cold when we did it. Know. But when you finish, it's quite funny because when you get over the start, uh, finish line, there's a row, a line of people spraying uh, your legs, oh. and you you have the bag, yeah, and then you walk along, and they will drop each person drops a thing in the bag, uh, <laughs> and you get a towel. Yeah, you get a towel as well at the end. Mm, nice. Mm. Okay, right, so if I can get this question now, because <laughs> I know everyone was a bit confused when I wrote this one. So this is a, a bit of a personal question from me and Sarah Brown, who I know that you, you know from Stockport Harriers. Yeah. So myself and Sarah have been having a bit of a chat. So we want to complete the majors. We've decided once we embark on that journey. And we've both got a qualifying time for both Chicago and Boston. But we've also put in the ballot for Berlin. So, but because of the way the application windows in terms of the deadlines, so you don't get the outcome for Berlin until December, but the window for Chicago application shuts in November. So in terms of kind of practical and financial constraints, what would your advice be to us? Should we apply to Chicago as well? Chicago's the or easiest one to get in out of more. Is it? Chicago's the easiest one. So. Right. Yeah, whether you're going to do it because I don't know what Berlin used to be but I'm, I'm pretty sure now it's quite difficult to get in Berlin now but Chicago out of the six from a personal point of view Chicago's the easiest one to get in right just because it, it's difficult isn't it because we, we put in the, the ballot for Berlin because obviously that was the first thing that opened but then realised we had a qualifying time for Chicago but the like is the, is the two weeks apart I think aren't they they're both in October next year yeah the problem we've got I mean is that some are ballots and some are guaranteed for your time, aren't they? Yeah. So it might be the best thing might be to do um, is to go for the ones that you know you can get, you know, from a planning point of view. Yeah, so that's what um, Sarah was saying, the last update when I spoke to her, was saying that even if she gets in Berlin, she might go for Chicago because <coughs> she's got qualifying time and you don't watch around the corner, do you? So you might never get that again. Yeah, exactly. So she might, if she got in Berlin, then do Chicago and defer Berlin but then you still have to pay don't you so the entry fee even if you defer you have to pay so you'd have to pay the entry fee twice Twice, 
and it was about it was about 163 pound i think so it's not what, cheap what what's the um qualifying time for berlin for you and so um it's for berlin it's three hours 15 so you're not that far off are you not too far no mm. but maybe not, that's not the goal sure then go to chicago get through 15 job done yeah if i won the lottery i'd uh I'd, I'd risk just doing them all, but I mean, there is uh, another option. You can buy your way into them through you can, like sports yeah. stores and companies like that. And uh, I know Andy Sykes did that, yeah, so it might he be did. worth talking to him about that experience. Yeah. And Tommy Bancroft did as well. Um, they both enjoyed it. Both yeah. thought it was a good experience. Just just gives you a bit of confidence in your planning then when you yeah. do that way, I suppose. It's hard, and then I did feel guilty because I thought I was having this big debate, and again, me and Sarah were saying it's awful, isn't it? It's so so hard making these decisions, mm. and then of course when the London Marathon ballot come out, and people have desperately been trying to run that, and then there's us having a debate over whether we we can go to Chicago or or Berlin, and you know we've had the luxury of you know of running London, so we should be grateful, really. I don't mean to sound, yeah, you know. But yeah, I would like to would like to do it. So, so that's that solved then. Yeah, so that's that solved. So we'll continue <laughs> debating that. <laughs> um, okay, I've got a few listener questions. So first question from Andy Sykes. So Andy says, I've seen recently some articles about Sydney and Cape Town marathons applying for world marathon major status. So he wants to know what your thoughts are on the six star possibly becoming seven or even eight star. And if they did, would you look to complete those races? They've been looking at adding an extra one in Asia or Africa for quite a few years now. But I think because of the backlog of people who haven't done Tokyo yet or or London, what they've just introduced the last couple of weeks is that they're giving 500 places now, like on a lottery for people to to complete the six stars. So I, I don't think they'll do the seven and the eight yet until the numbers bump up till people yeah. have done the, the six star because people are just going to say i'm not going to do six because i can't do yeah but i, I the, the cape town has been talked about for quite a few years now so i would imagine that there'll be an african one definitely yeah okay and it's, would you do them if they do you think you'd go for them if extrons were introduced yeah i would imagine so yeah <laughs> I doubt I'll go sub three in them, but I'll, uh, so I, I would like to. Just having yeah. a quick peep if his wife was listening yeah. then. <laughs> um, okay, Fab. And a question from Steve Shaughnessy. Um, so he says, you ran the 2013 Boston Marathon with an impressive sub three on that challenging course. How was the understandable elation you felt by your achievement impacted by the terrorist attack on the race just 90 minutes or so after you finished? It was it was bizarre. The, the, me and uh, Andy Fowler were in a bar after the finish because we, obviously, you know, I said I did, I did sub three and Andy weren't that far behind me. So, like I said, the Americans they, they think you're superstars when you've done Boston. So we were having a we were getting drinks bottles and it was a good good really fantastic. And then on the TV behind the bar, that's when we knew about the bomb. So it was, it was just completely flat. It was it was it's quite surreal really. Yeah. Within minutes of you know finishing and enjoying it, and the next minute it was just it was bet mayhem, yeah. So what was what was it like when you were w- with that? It was it was strange. I was trying to phone my wife up, couldn't get hold of her because yeah. what they'd done, they did um, 
stopped all the mobile phones. You know, you couldn't use a mobile phone. Yeah. So it was a while before they phoned the, my wow. wife up, and then she said that they, some of the local, like not, not, not northwestern Granada reports, had been ringing our house up. Obviously, they must have knew I was out there. Wow. So uh, it was quite strange. And you've been back to Boston since, did you say? You yeah, I did it, it. I did it the year later. Right. Uh, and I beat my time by one second. <laughs> How did it feel to go back? After yeah, well, that's what right. we wanted to go back, just to sort yeah. of bit of closure. I don't know, yeah. but it was uh, it was nice to go back the following year. And then, yeah. like I said, I went and did it again this year. Great. So I've done it three times, Boston. Okay, brilliant. Okay, well, that's all my questions. So I'm going to hand over to Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Katie. Uh, Steve, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Obviously, I've known you for a number of years now and uh, great admiration for, uh, for uh, what you've achieved. Thank you. So, um, as Katie's already mentioned, not only have you run all the six majors, uh, you've run them all in under three hours um, and we're actually only the second Brit to achieve this. That really is some achievement and I, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about your approach to marathon running. Um, so, firstly, what, when you're training for a marathon, what does a typical build-up look like for you? I follow um, the Advanced Marathon, you know, the book, the P&D. and d yeah, yeah, I've used that one, the 55 to 70 mile a week. And I sort of used that. I started off using that and now I've sort of tweaked it to, to suit myself now. So that's what I normally do. But when I was going sub three a few times, I train off my heart rate. I use my heart rate all the time. And that's what, you know, I just mentioned before about Boston. I ran it 155 both years, and like I said, it was one second different the following year. So that's what I use. That's what my, my base. That's my key for me, me personally is run off my heart rate. And for people who aren't familiar with that training plan, um, are there any sort of highlights uh, of, of what that training plan entails? For example, like what would a long run look like? Um, in a, in a block, in a marathon block, it'd be about I do about six 20 milers and a 22 couple of 22 milers and then tempo <coughs> runs yeah and what would those long runs look like are they sort of time on the feet nice and easy I'd, with the yeah, club well, we, mates we do a one called the Morrison's run that, <laughs> that I uh, I did many years ago before Garmin's and it's a 20 mile route from Marple back to Marple via all the Morrison's Denton Hyde Bredbury so we do that and that was basically a time on your feet run yeah so we do like 20 mile in say 245 or something like that and then the following 20 miler we'd do a pace run which would be on the Middlewood Way from Rosehill Station to um, Tesco's in Macclesfield and back and that's when you do a, a quicker one yeah so that's how we do, mix it up you do a time on your feet 20 miler and then a, a fast 20 miler yeah, and I know you like to get out on the hills as well. You yeah, I do that on the Sundays. Yeah, or, yeah, we go up into Lime Park or up on Kinder Scout because that there's nothing finer for for strength running and endurance going up in the in the hills. Definitely. Yeah, I used to do the same back when I was uh, doing marathons. Um, so we've also chatted with previous guests about fueling, um, and we get mixed and interesting responses to this. So how, how do you fuel before and during your marathons? Do you, do you take gels, for example? And what's your general advice when it comes to fueling? For marathons, I take gels every 10K or 40 minutes, whichever comes first, but it doesn't apply to me anymore. But every 10K, I take a gel. And before the race, three quarters of an hour before the race, I take a gel. Yeah. So it's like starting with a full tank of petrol. 
Yeah. So I always take a gel before and then take four during the race. And do you do um, anything sort of uh, out the ordinary with your carb loading in the days leading up to the marathon? Yeah, the week before then. Uh, my wife's fed up of going in Italian restaurants, so we're always <laughs> in there. Plenty of pasta and carbs for the week, yeah, for your carb load, yeah. And what's your approach to recovering from a marathon? It, well, as you've looked on me, uh, thing, I, I like to do two. If I've, do, if I've trained for such a long period of time, I'd always think it's a waste not to do more than one marathon. So in the past, I've done two marathons in quite succession, and then I'll have a rest. Okay, that's interesting. Um, what about massage? Do you like yeah, massage? Afterwards? Yeah, I, I go and see... Uh, Vicky Ailes, it's Vicky, she's, yeah. she's, I see Vicky, she Um So I did a bit of stalking of your uh, Instagram page and um, <laughs> I see you've got a real range of uh, interests outside of running. Um, so your Instagram, it's full of pictures of wildlife, uh, Manchester City and your dogs. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, do you, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? In the last couple, well I've always it's like admitting you're a stamp collector. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've always had interest in birds, so I, 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 last couple of years I've got bought myself a decent camera, so I do a lot of bird photography and wildlife photography as well. So when I'm going running, if I'm running up in the hills like we were on Sunday, we, we, we come across a barn owl, so I got home, got changed, got showered, and then went back out to take some photographs of the barn owl where we were <laughs> up in Mellor. So you'd never stop your runs to take those pictures? No, 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 no. I'd never take a yeah. camera. Old you know, school. Old school, yeah. Like it, like it. I'm a big Man City fan as well, I see. Yes, for me since. I've had a season ticket since 1974, so I've been supporting them. I've seen the bad times, and hopefully now I'm seeing the good times. And finally, your dogs, uh, do, you, do, you, do you go out running with, with Yeah, dogs? me, I've just bought a puppy a couple of weeks back. And, uh, pickle. Pickle. I've seen it, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be coming running because the other dog, Dougie, who passed away a couple of years ago, he's done all the Bullock Smithy with me. He'd been, he's done, you know, in three, he'll get the train, we'll get the train to Edale with him and run home and then I'll do all, he's done it all with me before, you know, in different stages. So hopefully when Pickle's a little bit older, he can start running up in the with me. Okay, um, so I see you ran the London Marathon this year, um, and you were helping to pace a friend. So you can can you tell us a little bit more about this and uh, how it came about and how it went on the day? I, I I've been training with uh, Jane Law and Emma Riley and a couple of other some of the lads. And uh, Emma asked me if I'd pace her for London this year. So I don't want to go into. She's been she was poorly early on in the year, and then mm. she had a stress fracture. Uh, and she just said, will you, will you help me? So I, I loved it. I absolutely loved every minute of it. It was fantastic. She was going to go for sub 3.30, but she had, she cramped up about 16 mile. So we just cruised in. So she still did 3.37, I think. So she still did a great time, yeah. considering. Yeah, she's a fantastic runner. She won the, um, I think she won the Offerton uh, um, 5, as it is now, this year. Right. So, uh, yeah, she's um, definitely got more to give. Oh, yeah, we're going to do... Um, promised I'll pace that London in April so we're going to go for sub 3.15 good awesome okay um, so uh, we've got some listener questions as well so firstly Tommy Bancroft from Stockport Harriers uh, he wants to know what's your favourite marathon you've run and why now, I, know, I know you've already touched on this with the majors but anything outside of the majors that tops what you've done in the, in the majors Snowden I like Snowden yeah. because it's a, a really tough course a really tough course I enjoyed that uh, and Windermere yeah, 
that's not a bad course. It's good. It's like splitting half because you go through. It's like trail the first half and then the second half. It's all quite undulating. So that's not a bad one. Yeah, Sean's nodded his head in agreement there. Yeah, it's one of my favourite races, that Windermere. I think I've done that more than any other marathon. It's a tough course, because yeah. I was trying to go sub three on that, after because I was knocking them out. Yeah. And I, did, I think I did 3.02 or something like that on there. So. Yeah, it's still so a very good three. time, though, isn't it? I bet you were in the top 20 with that time, weren't you, there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tommy also wanted to ask about the um, your experience of pacing a, a couple of other runners at London Marathon, which we just chatted about. Um, he wants to know, did you enjoy that more <coughs> than getting a, a good phrase time, for example? I do now. Love it. Yeah. I, there's a guy called Dave Chatterton. Uh, he's 72. And I paced him at Chester two years ago. He went to go sub 3.30 when he was 72. And we just missed out by 15 seconds. Oh. So I paced, I paced him. So I paced quite a few over the years and, and, and now I get a more of a kick out of pacing people and seeing them get better yeah. can you pace me to a sub three please <laughs> <laughs> he asks everyone that that comes on <laughs> ok next question from Tommy um, favourite place you, you like to run when you're training Kinder Scout yeah I'm up it's brilliant there. isn't it uh, I'm up there all the time or Edale or around there <clears throat> for for strengthening for as you will know Dave for you know endurance stuff because yeah. nothing beats it builds your muscles up and everything doesn't it yeah absolutely um, and finally from Tommy any races you haven't done but you'd like to do I quite fancied Marathon de Sables if that's how you pronounce it but I've been I was they've contacted me twice this year saying there's a place for me but I can't justify the cost of it yeah it's just I think it's about 10 grand and I just oh. Yeah, I just expensive. couldn't. I couldn't justify it. But I'd like to go back. What I want to do is go and do the two oceans in South Africa. Oh, right, That's what I want to do. Just so I can go on safari. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all my questions. Uh, so thanks, Steve. I'm going to pass over to Sean now. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. So um, not just road marathons. Obviously, you you, you have a bash out. You've done uh, well. You've done the Comrades Marathon, both up and down. I've got that right. You've done the Bob Graham Round. The Bullock Smithy ten times, Lakeland fifty twice, and it. Do you hold the course record for a team of three on the Lakeland fifty? Yeah, me and yeah. Neil and uh, Lee Barrett, we did it a few years back. Awesome, and um, can you tell us a bit more about Comrades? We, that, we spoke about that. Was it? Who was it, it we spoke about that with recently? It's uh, come up a couple of times, hasn't um, it? Andy Wood. Andy, yeah, Andy Wood, Wood. Yeah. yeah. What well, What's that experience like, Comrades? It's. There's no other race. I've ever done can compare with that. Yeah. It, the beginning of it is just <clears throat> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This did they, they sing? I think it's the Zulu national anthem somewhere, and they start with a cockerel, <laughs> and it's pitch black. Starts at like five in the morning because of the heat. Yeah. But no, it's fantastic. Comrade is the best race I've ever done. What, what time of year does it take place? June. June. So yeah. So it's. So really it's nice and warm. Yeah. No, you should have a go, Dave. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and would you go back? Like, you see, you've done it up and down, so I take it you've done it twice. Uh, yeah, I'd yeah. to go back and do it again. Yeah, love to. And everyone says uh, good things about yeah. it. And the Bob Graham round. So this is something I look at and think I'd love to have a go at this one day. I love hiking and I like running, but I can't run in the mountains. I'm just rubbish at it. But I do look at this and think that's something I'd love to do. So for those that don't know, the Bob Graham round is 66 miles. 
27,000 feet about of elevation and it's a circuit of 42 of the um, Wainwrights in the Lake District um, and the goal really is to do it under 24 hours isn't it? Yeah. That's the challenge. Uh, so what made you want to do that and how do you how do you train for something like that? I, I, when for, From BT we enter, there's a competition every year called the Three Peaks, you know the York's Three Peaks yeah. and there's a guy in, in our team of four called Richard Aches who is like the the second, not the secretary, but he organises the BG every year for Dark Peak. Mm. So we'd done the three peaks, and he said, "Why don't you ever go to Bob Graham round?" And I was completely oblivious. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. And he said, "It's next week. Do you want to do it?" So I said, "Yeah, I'll try it." And wow. I just went the following and did it. Were the parts where you just thought, "I'm done." Ignorance is bliss. If yeah. I'd known what I knew before I started, yeah. I probably wouldn't have attempted it because I'm not great with heights, as a lot of my running friends will know that. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, there was loads of videos of people taking on the Bob Graham, um, and I watched. This is an interesting point because I watched the lad who's just won the course record. I googled him before. Um, just bear with me. So. Um, Jack Kuzel, who's an American runner, I think. So he did it That's this right. summer, yeah. And he broke the record. He took it off Killian Jernet. That's right. But he did the last section, which is on road in Alpha Flies. So he must have swapped his shoes over. I did that. Did you? At the uh, uh, Newlands Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah Newlands Church. So when you got off the fells, you put you road go on road then. Yeah. yeah. So I think I can't remember how many miles. It's about four or five miles. Yeah. Back to Keswick. Which is a lot, really, isn't it? You know what I mean? You yeah. can make up some time on that, can't you? I think Gary mentioned that didn't he, last week about Snowden. He said if you could change your shoes at the yeah. end for that descent, he thought that'd make a difference. Yeah, I mean, the Bob Graham is a funny one, really, because you just register your attempts and do it. It's not quite like a race yeah. where there's a lot of... Oh, it's of fantastic. You it, go yeah. to... Um, the, the uh, They do it every two years, the presentation. Yeah. And you get... The certificate is just on, like, a piece of A4 <laughs> printed paper. <laughs> so you get your name on it, your number. So it's really mm. low-key. Not low-key, but, you know, like... It's iconic, though, isn't it? You oh know, yeah! You watch people finishing at that Moot Hall in Keswick and having a beer. They're always given a beer when they finish, aren't they? It just looks like amazing, really. And did you do it within the 24 hours? Yeah, 23 hours, 20. Brilliant! It's incredible. That, that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Really is. And do you not? You don't sleep during that time. No. You're not hallucinate or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think I can stay awake. In the high right. fells, at dark with yeah. the head torch on, and yeah, navigating as well. Yeah. It's not. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, the Bullock's Mevy, which you've mentioned, that's uh, a lot of that's in the dark, isn't it? Yeah, it, if you get, depending on how fast you do it, but yeah, the last one you get to normally get to Walker Barn or Cumberland Cottage, and you put yeah, it's dark then because it's September, isn't it? So it's dark. But I remember Jane Lawton telling me a story about running through a field and said all of a sudden these eyes were just staring at me. <laughs> it was an animal in a field. Yeah, <laughs> cows. Yeah. So um, you do a little bit of. Um, taking people on sections of the Bob Graham as well don't you yeah we've done that yeah. for quite a few years now yeah, so it just gives people opportunity you can't do the full in yeah. one go yeah so the last three or four years we've took gone up and done I think we did two legs this year like the year before so we'll be going back up again in June or July right and do you get people doing that who are perhaps thinking of doing the full one just to wreck your sections of it yeah they could be yeah, yeah. it could be but there's quite a few come who, who know they can't do the full thing, but to say, I've done it all. Yeah. You know, to yeah. see it all, because it is quite... It's tough. Do you think things like that are getting more popular? 
I know it seemed to be. Seemed to be. Certainly in lockdown, we saw a lot of people doing it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see why, and I think social media as well. Just, but yeah, if you anyone wants to look at that, just have a look on YouTube. Some great YouTube videos of people taking on the Bob Graham. Um, there's a great one of Killian Jonet when he does it with the paces, and he's like running as fast as you would run, like literally a 10k. <laughs> Is that <laughs> no, a course record? <coughs> no, he's just been pipped this year. Oh, now. Right. Yeah. So what is the course record? Uh, good, it's about 12 hours. Yeah, it's about 12, wow. yeah. And yeah, it's something ridiculous. That's fast. <laughs> yeah, 12 hours, 23 minutes. Wow. Which is outrageous, that, isn't it? So if anyone wanted to go and do one of these sections with you next year... Um, yeah, just come with... The, it's all advertised on the Pika Valley Facebook page. Cool. So anybody who cares to come along... And that's, you know, like weekend runs or anything. Don't be shy, just come along and there's... We've never got. I've never got anybody lost yet. Anyway. Yeah. Do you know what? I might have a bash of that. Yeah. Because I was going to do the late one fifty, but obviously because it's a ballet, I'm never going to get in that now. So <laughs> that might be something for me. I to did that this year, late one fifty. Yeah. As well. well. What about the late one one hundred then, as well, Steve? No. Is that no? <laughs> no what, I don't why? fancy that. Do it's too know? too far. That. Is it? Not my age now. No. It's hundred and five mile. So. Yeah. So you don't fancy that? Not really, no. Yeah. You get to change your shoes after yeah, yeah. Hour, don't you? <laughs> I'm doing the uh, Joss Nail around this year, uh, next year. That's what I want to do. That's the uh, sort of the old person's Bob Graham round. You can only do it if you're over 50. All right. And that's 48 mile, 30 peaks, and I think that's about 19,000 feet of climb. But the older you are, the more time you get. So, because I'm vet 60 now, yeah. you get 18 hours to do it in. So, I'm going to do that. This coming year, right, that's at that. he's still r- still going. Just Naylor, isn't he? he did yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. Lot last year, yeah. Um, and what other, you know, a bit more about your ultra and experience. What other ultras have you um, taken on? I've done the. I thought it was the hardest one. I thought it was harder than Bob Gray, but it might have been not as fit. But the old counties tops. Right. That's in the, that's um, Scarfell Pike, Homer Coniston, and Elvellin. Yeah, and that's a quite right. a tough one because it has a cut off on it so it's if you don't reach the certain point they have cut off times so that's a tough one i've done that but you do yeah. that in pairs yeah and have you got to sit together yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what would you say is your favorite ultra event then comrades comrades yeah. it's the same distance as the bullock smither it's 56 mile or 92k which i do but so it's the same same distance but it's you can run it a lot quicker because it's all road yeah and what is it? Is it what is it about that? Why do you say the comrades? I think it's the the support, yeah, and the actual the, the actual country as well. Because you're running through townships and up and there's quite a lot. The uphill is quite a lot of big hills on it, so it's good, good climb. Yeah. So the bat's coming down. It, uh, it it smashes your quads to smithereens. Yeah. I just can't imagine. Uh, I think it's obviously because I'm just not cut out for it because I run on the road. Um, but whenever I've run in the tops, it's taken me a couple of days not to get my quads feeling. The like more you do it, like, and Dave will vouch for me, the more hilly running you do, the stronger you get, don't you? Hundred percent. Yeah. And that's for people who, who who get obsessed with Strava, who they won't put a time down if it's a certain thing. Mm. Get on the hills. Forget Strava. How many minute miling you're doing? you're doing a 20 minute mile on Strava you've done you've worked hard mm. because you're running up an hill or walking up an hill yeah I massively underestimated it last 
couple of years ago, I went off into the fells <laughs> on this 17-mile thing I'd planned out, armed with a couple of gels, because it was only 17 mile. I was on there four hours. Yeah. I was thinking about eating plants and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've <laughs> yeah, been there, done it, yeah. Surprised I'm not still there now. Yeah. <laughs> What about running goals going forwards? Then fi- finally, what, what, what's what's the future look like for you in terms of your running goals? I've got quite a busy year coming up. Like I said, I'm going to do the, obviously Wilmslow and I'll say you know warm up races for London, do London, and then I'm going to do Josh Neil around that I've just yeah. touched on, and then my daughter, my youngest daughter, lives in Texas, so we're going up there hopefully. Uh, she lives in Fort Worth, Dallas, around there. So I'm going to do the, hopefully, do the Fort Worth Marathon, yeah. and see if I can get the first 60 prize. Right, ambitious then. Yeah. Again. Well, it's been really interesting uh, talking to you, and um, yeah, I'll definitely think about jumping on one of those legs of the Bob Graham with you. No, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Good luck with everything. Yeah, cheers Steve, thanks for coming on. Thanks Steve, it's been a pleasure having you on, cheers, thank you. (laughs) Alright, cheers. That's it for this episode. In our next episode we'll be speaking to another Stockport Harrier who's been on more than one of our race reviews this year. A couple of wins this year, including Manchester Half Marathon in 73-29 and first in leg one at the Northern Athletics Women's Four Stage Relay Championships. The PBs of 16.03 for 5k and 33.11.10k, she continues to smash PBs. We'll be speaking to Molly Williams. So get those questions in for Molly Williams in the usual ways, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and email. And remember, without courage, there can be no victory.